The longest psalm in the Bible is Psalm 119. It has been called the psalm of the scriptures because it concentrates on one thing, the amazing sufficiency of God's word for our lives. Open to Psalm 119 today and open your heart to the Lord as we join Scott Pauley in this study. It is our prayer that through God's truth, you will find all you need. We have been studying the second section of Psalm 119 for the last couple of studies. And before we move from it to the next section, I want to return to one verse today, if I may. A verse that we all need, a truth that we all need. You know, we are living in a dirty world. Uh, the filth of this world, uh, the, the filth of our own flesh, uh, lust all around us, uncleanness. I'm going to tell you the challenge of a lifetime, of a lifetime, is the challenge to stay clean. It, look, it's not hard to get right with God. You can be right with God in a moment. Today, if you're not right with God, you can look to the Lord in simple faith and repentance right now, and you can be right with God. The hard thing is not getting right with God. The hard thing is staying right with God, staying clean in an unclean world. It starts when you're young, and it continues till you die. Here's the verse, Psalm 119, verse 9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Now, some people have suggested perhaps this verse is just for young people because it references a young man, but I don't think that's right. I think that's where it's supposed to start. That's where the application is supposed to begin. Paul wrote to Timothy, That from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Uh, we must begin to work with our children early on because they're going to be bombarded with it. They're going to face temptation. It's going to smack them in the face. Uh, but I believe it's a truth that we all need at every season in life. Because if you hadn't noticed, sin's not going away. And your flesh isn't getting any better, and the world's not going to let up on you, and the devil's not going to leave you alone. So what do we learn about meeting this challenge? Well, first of all, we've got to identify the problem. What's the problem? The problem is we are all sinners. All right? So you can't blame it on what's around you. What did Jesus say? It's not that which goes into the man that defiles the man, but what comes out of the man. In other words, it's not the externals that's really giving you a problem. It's your heart. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And he begins here with a young man because it's a revelation that from the beginning we all have a sin nature. And in youth especially, think about youth. And there are young people listening to me right now. Many of you have children and grandchildren, young people that you love. They are at a very susceptible age to get caught up in something that's going to enslave them the rest of their life. I've learned that sins of a lifetime begin in youth. The besetting sins we all struggle with now started in youth somewhere. Why? Because when you're young, you, you have easy access to sin. You have peer pressure. You have a lack of experience. You have energy and drive and desire uh, that if it's not channeled in the right direction, suddenly starts to find unrighteous expression. There are all these things we're dealing with. Uh, Job in Job chapter 13 and Job 20 referred to the sins of his youth. Psalm 25, 7, the psalmist referred to the sins and iniquities of his youth. I think everybody listening to me can go back in your mind 
uh, and remember something that you regret. We all have it. The problem is we're dealing with our sin. And that's why Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.22 and said, Flee also youthful lusts. Now, those lusts don't go away when you get older, but they begin in youth. And so the problem is us. And then, not only do you have to identify the problem, you have to understand that you have a path. Listen to the verse again. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? The word for way here literally means a rut, a groove. Uh, envision in your mind just a, a moment the old wagon trains going west. Uh, those wagons laded down with, with so much cargo. And what would they do? They would follow along those wagon trains uh, one right after another so that the wheels of each wagon would follow in the ruts or the grooves that those in front of them had made. It was the, it was the safe path. Here's what I'm discovering. Early in life, we start getting into certain ruts and grooves, setting tracks that you're going to follow for the rest of your life. Now, some people are in the wrong track. Thank God God can put you on a new path. But I'm saying to you, your path matters. Your direction matters. In fact, if you jump from this first verse of the section to the last two verses, he says in verse 15, I'll meditate on thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. In other words, I want my way to become God's way. He says in verse 16, I'll delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. How do you, how do you learn God's ways? You learn God's ways through God's word. And so the problem is our sin. The path is one that we are charting and setting that's going to affect the future. And then he tells us something about the purifier. What is the great purifier of our lives? It's the word. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. This is a pattern that is found all through the word of God. For example, uh, Jesus said to his disciples in John 15, verse number 3, Ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. There's a cleansing agent in the word of God. That's why if you want to get your mind renewed and change your thought processes, you, you've got to wash it with the word. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 26 says that the Lord cleanses us with the washing of water by the word. Uh, Jesus prayed to his Father in John 17, 17, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. How did our Lord Jesus stay clean in his wilderness temptation? In Matthew chapter number 4, he used the word. It is written, it is written, it is written. See, we are not clean, but the Word of God is clean, and the Word of God can make us clean. So if you want to get clean, get in the Word, and if you want to stay clean, stay in the Word. Because, my friend, the Word of God is the great purifier of every life. And then, let me show you one final thing in this section. Not only does he identify for us the problem and the path and the purifier, but notice the prayer did you notice that in verse 9, he's talking about the young man and about the Word of God, and then immediately in verse 10, the conversation turns Godward. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Now, he's talking directly to God. I love this. The word leads to prayer. Remember, we discussed that already. Well, here's his prayer. It's a prayer of definite consecration to God. I wonder, would you be willing to pray such a prayer today to say to God, God, I'm yours and I want to be clean. 
And it's not only a prayer of definite consecration, it's a prayer of, of daily communion. It goes on in prayer throughout the whole psalm, back and forth with the Lord, communing with God and enjoying the Lord. I'm going to tell you how to get victory over your sin. I'm going to tell you how to cleanse your way, how to get right with God and how to stay right, how to stay clean in an unclean world. It is this. Put the Word of God into your life every day. You can't overdose on the Scripture, so put as much of the Word in as you possibly can and then begin to pray and commune with the God of the Word. And as you become conscious of God's presence and God becomes very precious to you and the Lord in your thinking and in your mind gets bigger and bigger, I'll tell you what it will do. It will crowd out every unholy, ungodly, unclean thing out of your life. Yes, it's a challenge, but it's a challenge that can be met. Let me leave you with a challenge today. There's 22 sections in Psalm 119. Would you be willing to take a 22-day challenge? I've done it several times already this year. 22 days. For the next 22 days, take a section a day and pray your way through each of these sections. Look, you're going to face the challenge of sin and temptation. That you cannot remove. But I'll tell you what you can do. You can take the challenge to get in the Word and let the Word get in you and ask the Lord to use the Word to keep you clean. All you need is found in the Word of God. As you learn it and apply it, you will come to know the God of the Word more and more. Our prayer today is that you will grow in your understanding of Scripture and your love for the one who gave it. You may find additional resources for Bible study at our online home. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org today. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for your prayers, support, and thanks for sharing the Enjoying the Journey studies with others.